Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. Praises be to our loving Father that we are able to gather ourselves together to worship Him in spirit and in truth. The topic of our lesson today is continuing in the will of Abba. We know that the will of Abba is the best path to take as we carry on with our life here on earth. It's a good thing that God reveals His will to us by means of His Holy Spirit and by means of his teachings and his words that we find recorded in scripture. However, when it comes to the will of Abba, there's something we need to fully understand. What is that? Let's begin our studies here in the book of Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. What is the purpose of the will of Yahuwah Abba in our life? Ultimately, the purpose of Yahuwah is to give us a great reward. Yahuwah does not have to do that, but he chose to do that. He wants us to receive a great reward. Do you know what that reward is? It is everlasting life in his everlasting kingdom. And what's the proof he wants to give us this great reward? He gave up his son. You see, giving up his son to die on the cross, to cover for our sins. This is part of the master plan of Yahuwah Abba. And in essence, that's what the will of Yahuwah is. It is his plan of restoration his plan of redemption, and we are going to benefit from his plan. But what is the condition? What does Yahuwah require so that we can fully benefit from the will of Yahuwah Allahim in our life? Bible says we need to continue in God's will. When Yahuwah called us to be his sons and daughters, it was just the beginning of the unfolding of his will. It will continue to unfold. We need to make sure we continue to follow the will of Abba. The will of Abba is not simply a command here and there. It is a project. You see, Yahuwah started a project in us, a master plan he set in motion. Let us complete this master plan by agreeing with Yahuwah and continuing to do his will. Well, how can we know the will of Yahuwah? Let's read the book of Acts 16, 6 down to 10. They traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit did not let them preach the message in the province of Asia. When they reached the border of Mysia, they tried to go into the province of Bithynia, but the spirit of Yahushua did not allow them. So they traveled right on through Mysia and went to Troas. That night, Paul had a vision in which he saw a Macedonian standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. As soon as Paul had this vision, we got ready to leave for Macedonia because we decided that God had called us to preach the good news to the people there. How can we receive the will of Yahuwah? How can we know it? First of all, we have to study the word of God. The word of God is revealed, or the word of God reveals to us his will. But in addition to the word of God, what does Yahuwah use 
so that we can know the will of Abba. It is the power of his Holy Spirit. This is why we need to purify our hearts. Because the Bible says if we do not have a pure heart, we cannot receive that spirit of Yahuwah. Without the spirit of Yahuwah, the word of God will not be able to guide us. And so we need to be sensitive to the work of the spirit of Abba, who are examples of those who were sensitive to the work of the spirit of God. Apostle Paul and Silas and those who were with him. What was their will? Man's will. What did Apostle Paul want to do? He wanted to go to Asia and preach the gospel there. Now, when we're talking about Asia, we're speaking about, about Asia Minor, a place called Turkey. Perhaps you've heard of that place before. That's where they wanted to go. But when they wanted to go there, the Holy Spirit did not let them preach the message in the province of Asia. Where else did it want to go? To Bithynia. But what happened? As they were trying to go to Bithynia, the spirit of Yahusha did not allow them. You see the necessity of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. If we do not receive the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we end up doing the will of man instead of the will of Yahuwah. This is why as people of God in these last days, we must rely on the work of the Holy Spirit. We need to purify our hearts but once Yahuwah reveals to us his spirit, what must we do? We must obey. How else did Yahuwah Abba through Yahushua, by means of the power of the Holy Spirit, reveal his will to Apostle Paul? Paul had a vision. And in this vision, he saw a man in Macedonia begging for help. And so he knew the will of Abba was for him to go to Macedonia, to go to Philippi. And so that's what they did. What happened as they arrived there in a place called Philippi in Macedonia. Acts 16, 13 down to 15. On the Sabbath, we went out of the city to the riverside, where we thought there would be a place where Jews gathered for prayer. He sat down and walked and talk to the women who gathered there. One of those who heard us was Lydia from Thyatira, who was a dealer in purple cloth. She was a woman who worshiped God, and the Lord opened her mind to pay attention to what Paul was saying. After she and the people of her house had been baptized, she invited us, come and stay in my house if you have decided that I am a true believer in the Lord. And she persuaded us to go. And so once they landed there in Philippi, the province of Macedonia, what did Apostle Paul do? They go to a place near the river to pray. Why did he gather for prayer? Because it was a day of Sabbath. During those times there in Philippi, there was no synagogue and so they had a gathering place wherein they meet on a Sabbath day to commune with Yahuwah Abba. As they were doing so, Apostle Paul encountered a person. What's her name? Lydia, right? Lydia was a dealer in purple. Perhaps she was a wealthy person. And when Lydia had an encounter with Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul preached the gospel 
to her. And while the gospel was being preached to Lydia, what did Yahuwah Abba do? Yahuwah opened her mind. Yahuwah opened her heart. You see, when it comes to preaching the word of Yahuwah Abba, it's what we do. But the part where the mind is being opened, the heart's being opened, whose work is that? That's Yahuwah's work. We preach and proclaim the gospel. During our time, we do so worldwide, right? Because we have the internet. This is the advantage we have over the Apostle Paul. However, it's not the internet that will open the minds and the hearts of people. It's the spirit of Yahuwah. This is why, brethren, we need to always pray for the power of the spirit of God. Because with the power of the spirit of God, coupled with the preaching of the word of God, what happens to the people who listen? Their minds are open. Their hearts are moved. And what do they desire? They desire to know more and to receive baptism. And so what happened to Lydia? She was baptized. Her entire household were baptized. And that place, that home of Lydia, it became a center for the gathering of other believers. Eventually, it kind of started a movement there in Philippi. And so Yahuwah tells Paul, Paul, you're not going to Asia. You're going to Philippi. When they get to Philippi, they meet Lydia. Was that a blessing? Absolutely. You see, when we follow the will of Yahuwah Abba, we find blessing upon blessing. However, what happens next? Let's read what it says in the book of Acts 16, 16 to 17. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. So after having this blessed encounter with Lydia, Lydia and her household being converted to following the true Mashiach, Yahushua, who did they run across with? Who did they encounter? A demon-possessed slave girl. Because she was demon-possessed, she had certain abilities. What was she able to do? She was able to do what common folks could not do. What is that? Tell what's going to happen in the future. Fortune tellers. She was a diviner. And because she was pretty effective, somebody takes her, right? Her master's. And she makes a lot of money for her masters. You know, nowadays, uh, this just reminds me because today, many more, uh, so many people today, they kind of delve into the occult. I mean, if you go on Netflix, one of the top 10 shows today is a show called uh, Life After Death. There's this medium who works in LA. And so his clientele consists of people who are celebrities, people who are successful, and he's becoming very popular because supposedly he's able to talk to the dead because he's giving information that only the deceased person is able to know. But you know what? Demons, Satan, they know a lot of stuff, and they can work together to make it appear that they can tell what's happening in the future, and they can give you knowledge that only a certain person has. And so more and more people today are trusting mediums are tapping into the black magic world of the occult 
because people have given up on the gospel. It's reality today, but it had its roots way back then. Because here we have a demon-possessed slave girl who's telling the future, and she's making a lot of money by doing so. And so this slave girl kept uh, annoying the Apostle Paul, and she shouted, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. And so by doing that, this slave girl is attracting people to herself, perhaps to make even more money. And so what did Apostle Paul eventually do? Let's read what it says in 18 to 21. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the woman, to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Yahushua Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of the Jews. They shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. So what happened when Paul got exasperated because this demon kept persisting and annoyed and distracted the preaching of the Apostle Paul. Well, what Apostle Paul did was he looked the demon straight on. And he said to the demon, in the name of Yahushua Christ, come out of her. Poof. <laughs> there goes the demon and there goes the fortunes, right? No more moneymaker. And so who do you think got really angry and upset? The masters, because they were losing out and making money. This is why, because they were so upset and angry, they dragged Paul and Silas to the authorities at the marketplace. And so when this was taking place, this bad situation takes a turn for the worse. What happens next? Let's read in the book of Acts 16, 22 to 24, 24 a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. What happened to Paul and Silas? As they were before the authorities there at the marketplace, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. Why? Because these people who were in the vicinity... They did not like the gospel message. Yes, the gospel was being preached by Paul and Silas, but it doesn't mean it's going to be accepted with open arms. And so we in the assembly, we need to be prepared that when we preach the gospel, people will get persecuted. People will be upset and persecute us. This is what happened to Apostle Paul. What happened to them? How did it become worse? The Bible says they were stripped and beaten with rods. They were severely beaten. This was not just one hit on your elbow, on your, on your shoulder. They were severely beaten, perhaps even close to death. Not only that, they were thrown into prison and they were clamped on their feet with stocks so that they could not escape. Can you imagine this happened to Apostle Paul and Silas? I mean, what did they do to deserve this? What did they do? They followed the will of Yahuwah. Remember, the uh, Apostle Paul wanted to go to Asia. 
the Spirit said, no. You go to Philippi. In Philippi, what happens to them there? They get beaten. They get thrown into, into jail. You know, if you were weak in faith, you might be kind of complaining to Yahuwah. I told you we should have went to Asia, <laughs> not Philippi. But you know, Yahuwah's plans is beyond our understanding. You know why? Because he can see things and he knows things that we don't, right? This is why it's best to always trust the plan of Yahuwah instead of our own conceived plans. We need to place our hope in what Yahuwah is doing in the now and what he's going to do in the future. And so Apostle Paul and Silas, they're in prison right now for doing the will of Yahuwah Araba. However, what must we keep in mind when we follow the will of Yahuwah? Sometimes the will of Yahuwah is going to take us to a place of adversity, to a place of affliction. When we are in that place and we are in Yahuwah's will, what must we do? We need to say to ourselves, Yahuwah's plan is not yet finished. We are in the middle of his will. We are in the middle of his plan. You see, when Yahuwah plans, it's long-term, not short-term. In that long-term plan of Yahuwah, right in the middle, maybe the hard part. Because right in the middle, we're going to face adversity. We're going to face tribulation. It's all part of the plan. And so Paul and Silas, they're in prison. What did they do? Let's read the book of Acts 16, 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. And so what happened while they were there in prison? What did Paul and Silas do? They prayed and they sang. What moved them to pray and to sing hymns to God? It was their faith. Because of their faith, what did they discern? They perhaps looked at each other, right? Paul and Silas there in the dungeon. They looked at each other. I mean, they have nowhere else to go, right? They looked at each other and said, you know what? This is all part of the plan. And so what did they do? They prayed and they were singing hymns. To God in the dungeon. And here's the wonderful part. Who were listening? Prisoners. That's what you call a captive audience. Right? They were listening. They were singing hymns. They were praying. There's great power in prayer. There's great power in praise. When you put the two together. That's unbelievable. What it can do. Right? What happened as they were singing, as they were praising Yahuwah with hymns dedicated to him? Let's read 26 to 27. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. And so as they were praying to Yahuwah, as they were praising and singing hymns, what happened? What we call a miracle. What kind of miracle? There was an earthquake. And this was not caused by a natural shifting of the plates. 
this was a supernatural earthquake, as if only the earthquake only took place at that jail cell. It was so powerful, the foundation was shaken, and the prison doors flew open, the stocks came off their feet, and what happened to all the prisoners? Prisoners, well, their chains all fell off. Do you call this a miracle, brothers and sisters? Yeah, that was a miracle. Why did a miracle happen there? Because they did not quit on the plan. They continue to do the will of Abba. This is why, brothers and sisters, we need to understand the plan of Yahuwah is something that we must begin, continue, and allow Yahuwah to complete. Don't bail out on Yahuwah when you are in the middle of the plan and say, Yahuwah, the plan is not working. The plan is working. We cannot say in the middle of a project, this is not going to work. If it's Yahuwah's will, if it's his project, if it's his plan, it's going to work. We just have to cooperate with Yahuwah. We need to work with him, not against him. Paul and Silas decided to work with Yahuwah. How so? They prayed and they sang hymns to glorify Yahuwah. And there you have a miracle. And this jailer, when he saw the prison doors open, what did he do? Decide to do. He wanted to kill himself because he was responsible for all these prisoners. But when he was going to kill himself, what did Apostle Paul say? Let's read 28, 32, 34. But Paul shouted to him, stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Yahushua, and you will be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. Isn't that an amazing story? The story started out where? In the dungeon. Apostle Paul and Silas, what if they quit? What if they quit their faith there in the dungeon? What if instead of praying, they were complaining? What if instead of praising, they were bickering amongst each other? What do you think would have happened? It's a good thing. Apostle Paul and Silas, they stuck it out, doing the will of Yahuwah Abba. He, they continued in his will. And because they continued in his will, what happened there in the dungeon? A miracle that opened the eyes of this jailer. What happened to the jailer and his family? They were all baptized. And that was the beginning of the creation of a congregation in Philippi. In Philippi. This is why Yahuwah wanted Apostle Paul to go there to Philippi. Because Yahuwah had a plan. But in that plan, Apostle Paul and Silas had to go to the jail. It's probably... Not something we would hope 
and plan for and include in our planning, right? But Yahuwah was a master planner. And the key for Yahuwah's plan to be fulfilled is to cooperate with him, saying to ourselves, Yahuwah's will be done. And so Philippi, Philippi was born. And many years later, when Apostle Paul is in jail, what does he write? Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Philippians 1, 3 to 6. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I'm going to pause there for a while. Apostle Paul now is in Rome. He's a prisoner in Rome. He's about to die. And so he goes back to all of his journeys. One that got stuck in his mind was what happened to him in jail there in Philippi. And so he writes, every time, I, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. So apparently the people there in Philippi, they did not stop. They did not stop. They continued to preach the gospel. But Apostle Paul started there, Philippi. And I am certain, Apostle Paul says, that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Yahusha returns. Brothers and sisters, Apostle Paul understands the work of Yahuwah, the work of Yahusha, something that he begins with every individual. And this work is ongoing until when? Yahusha returns. It's true for Apostle Paul, for the people there in Philippi. It's true for you and I, brothers and sisters. The question we need to ask ourselves is this. Where are we now in the master plan of Yahuwah? Where are you now in Yahuwah's plan? You see, when Yahuwah called us into fellowship with his son, Yahushua, he started a good work in us. And he wants to finish that work. Sometimes in the middle of that work, Yahuwah wants us to be in a place of adversity. Quote, unquote, a prisoner of affliction. But in those moments... Wherever we may find ourselves now, what must we do? We must do what Paul and Silas did. We must pray and we must praise. Because that expresses our faith and trust in Yahuwah and Yahusha. You know, when we do that, Yahuwah's going to do wonders and miracles in our life. Perhaps right now, some of you are not in a good place. But in Yahuwah's will, wherever that place may be, that will be caused by Yahuwah to produce some kind of good in the long run. And when Yahuwah's finished, when we look at what Yahuwah has done with our life, we will look back like what Apostle Paul did, and we will rejoice. Sometimes we can only make sense of what's happening to us now when we look back from the future. Right? We get to say to ourselves, 
This is why this happened. This is why Yahuwah took me to this place. This is why I lost my job during that time. This is why I got sick during this time. This is why this happened to my family. But Yahuwah worked all of that for good. Let Yahuwah finish his work. Let us continue in the will of Yahuwah Abba. And in the end, when Yahusha returns, Yahuwah will show us that the final work that he began in you is going to result in the great reward that he has promised from the very beginning. May Yahuwah bless us all. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba, Yahuwah Almighty, you are at work in our life now. Thank you for giving us a calling because this calling represents that we are no longer alone. In the midst of darkness pervading the world, you are in us, working out your will. Yes, we know sometimes in your divine plan, we must go to places where we must experience persecution, affliction, adversity. Some of your people are going through difficult times now, but we know your plan is not yet finished. Your work in us is not yet complete. Father, teach us to believe. Teach us to have faith and to place our trust in your hands. And so what we will do in our personal time, we will sing hymns to glorify and praise you. And we will pray to you. When we pray to you during moments when we feel like prisoners in a dungeon, Please, from heaven above, give us that peace. Give us that calm. Give us that confidence. But when all is said and done, when we look back, we will see this present condition as a source of joy. We know, Father, you do not give up on us. Even when we give up on ourselves, even when we give up on you, because you are long-suffering. You understand we are but dust. And you made us your sons and daughters. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for continuing your work in us. As you unfold the plan and purposes you have for your people. Father, when we cry out in pain. When we can endure no longer. Please give us supernatural strength. Through the power of your spirit, that we can overcome all things and be able to prevail until the end. Loving King, Mashiach Yahushua, though you are in heaven, we feel your presence now. You are in our midst, walking amongst the assembly, teaching us your ways, comforting our hearts and soothing us with your presence. Please, please be with us. Never abandon us. Guide us in all that we do. Speak to our hearts. How we long to hear from you. To hear your voice speaking to us. The truth is, when we hear from you, even if what you tell us to do may lead to adversity, so be it. Because we want to hear your voice. Your voice as a shepherd comforts us as your sheep. 
that we can have peace that will enable us to sleep and to have that sense of awe that knowing whatever happens in this life we are safe because you are the one keeping us father thank you for listening to our prayers for blessing your people throughout the world remember our loved ones remember our children that they will grow in faith have a longing for you have a longing for your beloved son we believe father you have listened to our prayers for we ask and beg everything in the name of our lord and savior yahusha hamashiach amen unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us the memory and peace of Yahusha HaMashiach strengthen us and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadash be with all of us now and forever Amen